Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Shut the Funk Up podcast. I am the well-fed boy, and as always, I am joined by... Jay Lit the Kid, what it do? How is everyone doing out there? We are episode 80, and I gotta tell you, you know, we're on year two here in this podcast, but... We're hitting our stride. Recently, it's been like each episode, it feels good. Yeah, it does. You know? I love being in the Wax Museum. We are going to do something really big for episode 100. What are we going to do? We're going to do something really, really big. We're going to have uh, some giveaways. We're going to, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it live, obviously, but we, we're going to have a, uh, we're going to, we're going to have a surprise guest Okay. for episode 100 that has not been on the show before. We're not Mike. You don't, you still don't get a mic. Yeah. Yeah. Mike is just. Uh, performance reviews are coming we've talked about it you yep. know mm-hmm. but yeah episode 80 is here um last episode was fun man it was a doozy it was it was a doozy it was we had a lot of comments on my story i did not uh act accordingly which is yeah soft hands benny had all the comments and i had a couple of other people to reach out and saying the same thing and i have to say i can't believe i'm the one turning you know over a new leaf because i had a lot of people say wow you should have fucking you know yoked that dude up by his penis i still stand by my decision making on it when in doubt, you just do the, guy the right thing. The guy having a bad day, dude, Yeah, you know? I think you did the right thing overall. You didn't make a mountain out of a molehill. You didn't make, you know, a, a bigger deal than it needed to be. My mans should have got the Dunkin' Cup and handled his business. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. And I like to think that when his car inevitably breaks down again, that, you know, and he'll have the munchkins in the back seat. You know, I probably would have ate it in a couple too. That you know, hopefully he'll grab that that cup. When I get Munchkins from Dunkin', I only get three types. How many are there? I thought there were only. Ooh. I haven't bought Munchkins in forever. I right now I'm thinking there's at least five. Okay, because I, I like, know there's. I would like you to, the, to try to guess because you know we love to do the trivia guessing thing. I would like. To see how many... Oh, wow. Wow. Amy Winehouse on the podcast. Big faux pas. Mm. A little too comfortable over here. Mm. I would like... Episode 80, maybe just a little lackadaisical. Yeah. Welcome. Let's start over now. (laughs) Um, I would like to see, out of the three, how many you would guess that I get. Well, you only get three. So I think you're going to go classic. I think you're a man of, of class and distinction. You're getting definitely glazed. Yep, that's one. Now I'm gonna go a little bit and left field. You are, uh, you are your your father's son, mm-hmm. King Contrarian, mm-hmm. and I think, which I would not get, but I think you also somehow like the powdered. No. Mm. Yeah, no. That's where I went wrong. Yeah. I think you get jelly filled. Two. And I think you get chocolate. No. Mm. So glazed, jelly filled, which are are also glazed, right? Um, 
They are. I don't yes. even know what the other option is anymore because I thought those were the only four even in so the world. So the third one I go with is sugared. Okay. See, so yeah, I. And then the other other one that I can think of, that I and I think that round, I think there's only six, is the cinnamon one. Didn't know they made those either. There's a cinnamon one mm. too. Okay. Yeah. Not a big uh, Munchkin Donut guy from Dunkin', like specifically I don't anymore. Like Dunkin's Donuts at all. Yeah, I think Dunkin's Donuts fall. Well, to me, that's just like it's like saying you want a fried chicken sandwich and going to McDonald's. Like it's the lowest rung of yeah. of whatever makes said item. Yeah. When there's a ten thousand other options that make it better. Yeah. But it's just there and easy to get. I was on the way to the um, hour, or no, no, it was the uh, PFPI, uh, Cody. Gala? Yeah, yeah, the Cody um, fantasy football draft, uh, which is the most fun one because it's in person. And, but, and everyone always like bring, everyone always makes and brings things. And so you lazy piece of shit just went and picked up some, some munchkins. Some Krispy Kreme. Oh. Absolute hit. Well, see, I thought you were going to go dunk Gone in, in there. 60 seconds, Nicolas Cage. Wow. Gone in 60 seconds, Angelina Jolie. Wow. She was hot in that movie. Yeah. Gone in 60 seconds, um, uh, I believe the the brother in, in Gone in 60 seconds, uh, Nicolas Cage's brother, he is the brother of someone famous. I can't remember it, but it's I'm It's not going, Casey Affleck, is it? It's is, Casey Affleck. Mm. Do you see... This is why this podcast is, it's top tier, man. You know what? It's Casey Affleck. The number one Mitski who... Gone in 60 seconds, Casey Affleck. The number one Mitski who is still a Jay's Kosher dandy in my eyes. <laughs> I, uh, my confidence has been shaken. And I don't know if... If that's actually right, and before oh, I will, I will, uh, I will push all the chips into the middle on that. You're one. pushing all the chips into the middle with no regard. Um, we are wrong. We are wrong. We are wrong. I'm broke. You have no money. I'm taking the house and the wax museum. Who is it? So that's what I thought at first, also. But then I realized Casey Affleck is the guy that's in like Ocean's Eleven. 12 and 13. So it is Giovanni Ribisi. What, what? This is, that's his brother, right? In the movie? Yeah. He's not is he he doesn't have a sibling? Uh no. Mm -mm. Can we not agree though that he looks like Casey Affleck? Um I'm going to give you like minimal but sure. I'm broke. You're broke as a joke. Um, let's, uh, let's fire into the episode here and let's open up the janitor's closet. Actually, let me just clean this up real quick. The other bro Casey Affleck's brother in oceans 11, 12 and 13, the, uh, the brother he's in gone in 60 seconds. Okay. See, but he's not the brother in, mm. in the, in the movie. He is he the guy He's, that sits on his hand when he jacks off? I don't know. Do you have do you have the face? Uh yes. It is um I'm Scott Kahn. Let me see his face. 
Yeah. So he jays off in the movie. He has the most brilliant line in cinematic history to me. It's something when I first heard it, I said, Father I'm, James Conn. I'm taking that. Okay. Uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. Um, Santino. He, he in that mo- uh, in that movie when they're waiting to like you know before Lowrider comes to on to jack the car. Yeah. He's sitting there waiting, there? and he and he and he says this line, and I, and I won't say verbatim, but he basically says, "You know, I get like bored jacking off with like you know my jack off hand." He's like, and he goes, he goes. So sometimes every once in a while, he goes, "I sit on my jack off hand until it falls asleep." He goes, and then I uh, jack off with it, and he goes, and I call it the stranger. Yeah, I see. That's is that <laughs> is that where that came from? I don't know, but I uh, I don't I don't know is that is that what they call that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, that's where I I always remember love that. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yeah. So let's open up the janitor's closet, dude. Let's do it. Talk um, to me about SOS. SOS is one that you and I both. Can you do the disclaimer about about the 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 snafu? Yeah. So um, we finally episode seventy nine first time ran into a situation where. Uh, and look, we're not gonna bash one of our our greatest sponsors of all time, mm-hmm. Spotify. Mm-hmm. But this is one of their blind blind Spotify's, and it's that that uh, SOS band isn't really doesn't have the full catalog on Spotify. Yeah, it's just like their one number one hit, and then like and then it starts with like album five yeah. <laughs> or something. So bad. unfortunately. I would say that the uh, the mixtape that you put together is not as strong as it would normally be yeah. due to the lack of content. Yeah, so that was all, yeah. Yeah, which sucks, but um, SOS Band is, is totally great. It's in that 70s, but more like 80s, just kind of, I mean, what we call roller rink funk. Mm-hmm. And um, if you haven't heard them, definitely go check them out. Um, I always, for some reason, forget, because I'm always, I don't know if this is like the sexist in me, that they do have a female lead singer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the funk bands always... Mary Davis. What, a lot of the was. funk bands go have, have men in the front. And I like that, the, you know, that this is the woman getting the voice in there. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's a good, uh, that's good pickup right there. Yeah. Because I, I think, honestly, like, if you were just rattling off, like... Your top five like funk bands, all men. Yes, lead singers. Yeah, at least you yeah. know. Uh, it, it felt like you know in the in the in the funk music, the women were always in the background doing like the background kind of like. Or it was an all chorus. women's band, you know. Or yeah. it was just like the Mary Jane Girls or like Sister Sledge. It was just like everybody. Correct. So it was nice to kind of see you know a woman at the front of a very successful. Um, you know, group and SOS band is also you'll hear in like a movie and be like, oh, who was that? Right. Oh, and it's a song you've probably heard for 30 years and didn't realize. Boom. That's who it was. So um, unfortunately, I have, a, I have a feeling that this coming Peacock, uh, you will regain your notoriety within the within the you know mixtape community. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll be back. And make sure that uh, that we have a full breadth of uh, of music. Yeah, I'll be back on this one. I got a good one. I got a left. I got an absolute fucking left fielder for you. Don't like that. Yeah. Don't like that. Yeah, you've actually uh, my conversion rate as of recently has been good. Has been much higher mm-hmm. than I think my overall average would suggest. I've been on a little bit of a hot streak. I I, I wanted to help you out a little bit. Oh, so you're. So you're, you're, you're grooving, I, you're grooving pitches. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm Pardon picking, my my term there. You're grooving pitches. You're doing that because I went to the Marlins game yesterday. Mm, caught the L. That was funny when you called me. You're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm at the game that I told you that I was going to be at. That's why we couldn't record yesterday." E, well, yeah, that was you know I was with the wife. We yeah. just wanted to talk, and what which we will the conversation of which we yes, had we will yes, be talking yes, about yes, yes. shortly. Um, so yeah. But before we close uh, the door of that janitor's closet, um, you know, we were talking warts last week. Yeah. And warts on, uh, on you know, hands and knuckles and, and fingers and stuff like that. And actually, that's I got a quick a quick uh, query for the for the community out there. Does anyone have a wart that's not on a hand? Right. Because that's the ones that are and now we're not concerning. talking like, you know, dick and butt warts. Like right. real, just uh, blue collar, normal warts. Because the warts usually happen on, th- like, the only other place I can think of, like, seeing a wart was, like, on, like, my elbow or, like, my knee. It always happens in, like, those rough places, you know, those those joint areas that are always being bent and so the skin around them are Is that what is you think that's I, I mean, mean that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't usually see a wart on someone's forearm. I don't know. I mean warts on people's faces happen, right? I don't know. Dr. Nasty, this yeah. is what we need you to come in here. Let yeah. us give us that top five list. Yeah. Most uh most wartable locations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where have you seen the warts the most? Yes. But we have uh with the help of Soft Hands Benny, we are now officially as a podcast going forward and we are referring to warts on the knuckles and on the hand. We're referring to them as knuckleheads. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We were throwing around some different suggestions and 305-741. We didn't like the name Wart. No. And I think Wart gives a very dirty, like low class, yeah. you're a piece of shit. It's mm. your fault uh, connotation. And I don't know if that's always the case. Exactly. I think that's what we I think that's what we kind of the conclusion we got to was some that. of the smartest and most successful people in this world had warts. You Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? I mean, she's been a lot around long enough, and she looks like a frog. So yeah. Um. So yeah, we're calling them. We're calling them knuckleheads from now on. Now on. But um, Jordan, what did you learn this week? I felt like uh, these last couple weeks. I don't want to say I've been lacking, but I've been waiting. Um, and maybe in, in the what did I learn this week category, I've been in a little bit of a slump. And I think I have something here for you, what I learned this week, that I think is going to bring me back. Okay. And I'm feeling confident about that. And, and we've talked about this plenty of times before. Um, as the as the show is approaching, you, you, you kind of can tell where on the scale your what did I learn this week is. Yes. So how would you rate yours before I get into mine? Um, mine's uh, mine's just okay. Middle middle uh, middle reliever. It's 
it's con it's content that's not riveting, but I also think it's content that is uh something you never thought about. I have a rotation starter. I'm not saying he's your ace and he's not your number one. Yeah, I've got a, a I've got a long reliever. A long reliever. Okay. Yeah. So what I learned this week um was a story that it was lost in the annals of time. We don't know for a fact if it was true, but the actual documentation was saved from the 1400s. And in France, this is actually called, um, give me one second here. This is called the dog of Mon Montarges. Mont Montarges. The Mon dog. The dog or of Montage. Montarget. Yes. You know what? This is French. So yes. The let's dog go with of Montarget. The dog of Montarget. Or the murder in the wood. So what we have here was in France, there was a duel in the in in uh, in fourteen hundred uh, between a suspected murderer and the accuser. The accuser, a dog. The the <laughs> Chevalier Marc killed Aubrey de Mont Montdidier in the forest of Bondy near Paris and buried the body. <laughs> the only witness was Mont Montdidier's greyhound. The dog went back to town to a friend of his master's and led the friend to the spot where he whined and scratched the ground. The body was recovered and reburied and the greyhound moved in with the friend. Shortly thereafter, it met up with the 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 murderer Marquet and attacked him viciously. Three men had to pull this dog off of this the alleged murderer. The dog was an otherwise gentle and amiable sort, but kept on flying at Mar Marquet whenever it saw him. This was reported to the king. Uh-oh. Who decided it uh -oh. was definitely an accusation uh <laughs> and arranged for, for the single combat trial. <laughs> the fight I like the idea of the, the, the king just like what 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 the fuck happened? What what what? But, oh we're, this is going all the, we're going all the way to the Supreme Court with this one. <laughs> I am the Supreme Court. Yeah. So the fight took place on Isle of, Not of Notre Dame in Paris. Marquere, which I'm never going to get this name right, with a lance. The Greyhound, which I love this part, with its natural weapons. Okay? <laughs> the dog sprang on the man with amazing ferocity and clamped its teeth around his throat and could not be shaken off. Marquere screamed that he'd confess if they'd pull off the dog. This, in contemporary eyes, proved the justice of combat trials pretty conclusively, and Marquere was hanged and strangled on the gibbet at Montfaucon. You're back, dude. Dude? The dog of Montarget. The do the dog of Montage is um an absolute it's it's Denzel Washington in Training Day. Yes, a savage. And this uh this actually ended up becoming like a uh, I'm I guess technically like a play. 
Mm-hmm. And it was, and that's I think how it was kept around all these years after that. Like it was, it was a, a, a I guess a a, 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 a tragedy, a tragedy, right? Uh, yeah, but also, um, a story of you know hope and and triumph, justice. Yeah. and justice. Yeah. Now I don't know. You know, I didn't do any contemporary digging to see if there's been any other accusations levied That's by dogs. That's how police dogs. dogs, like you know, probably were. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so because sometimes you know, there's no one to point at that guy and say he's got drugs. Imagine it's just going the dog and, saying, "Yo, imagine that guy's got kilo." In imagine his dueling up against a dog, and you have a lance. And the dog has its natural weapons. Mm-hmm. And imagine they a go... A greyhound at that. A greyhound. And then, and then imagine they go, okay, ready, set, fight. And the dog comes charging and it leaps at you. And then imagine you not kicking it just in midair. The other thing too is the lance, right? So the lance is like a long, very sharp thing. So mm-hmm. if you don't get that thing at a distance, it's 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 probably hard to move and maneuver. You probably so if he just, gets past that point, it's over. You're not doing anything. You, pr- I, I would have bad bad choice of a of yeah, weapon. Totally yeah. bad choice of weapon. Guess what my choice of weapon would have been against this dog? They would have said, "Choose your weapon." Okay, so you pick a weapon, and I'm gonna pick a weapon. What what's your weapon? A bone. You're going bone, I'm going dog whistle. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, oh, I'm going up against a dog. I'm going to get treats. I'm going to go a stuffed raccoon when there's a little thing in the middle that's got like a little honker. I'm going to go, I'm going to look at like, you know, the crossbow. No. The sword. No. I'm going to look at the like the little spike ball with a chain. No. And then I'm going to go, I'll take the tennis ball. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just take that. Yeah, and are you, the king's like, are you, that's it? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I got this one in the bag. Yes, you know. So the dog I'm grabbing the spray bottle with water in it. Yes, you know. Yep, mm-hmm. and just I'm. You know what? I'm gonna choose the lawnmower. Right. Or the. You know what? I'm going vacuum. Actually, I'm grabbing fireworks. I'm going vacuum, and I'm going fireworks. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. So, it's so good. I, I thought that. <laughs> Because just when I was reading through it, the the few different um, ways that they chose to to write it, where chose the weapons that he that he already had on him. I was fully ready for you to tell me that the dog had he had a lance in his mouth and was like that. I would have loved that. Also, I just want to, and I know um, you know through many French revolutions that you know of, of violence and killing of people. Let's just give a quick little clap to that king. Right? What a fair and he, just king. He understood the severity. I mean, it's a man's best friend. That's what happens. <laughs> Enough said, dude. So that's what I learned oh. this week. Uh, go ahead and look it up. It's a funny little read. Um, you know, and, and guys and gals out there, just always be ready with your own natural weapons. Yes. So that's what I learned this week. Alex, what did you learn this week? So, you know, the queen is dead. The queen is dead. And RIP or no? Uh, sh- uh sure, RIP. I don't yeah. I mean, I'm not going to like you know, dog her. I mean, whatever, gives a shit. I mean, definitely don't dog her. Right. Yeah. Don't I won't throw her a bone. Okay. But so it, but it got me thinking. Okay. And I was thinking about okay, Queen Elizabeth. Mhm. Uh, you know, Prince Charles. Blah blah. 
What are these motherfuckers' last name? Because we just, we only, we... Diana Tarasi. Diana... <laughs> Diana <laughs> Charles. I... What are these, what's this family's last name, bro? I, you know... I'm, I'm we... ready to learn something this week. Windsor. Windsor. Yeah. Now, our, our friends in the UK and in Scotland and in, in, in the IRA, are they just yelling into the mic right now like we're supposed to know that? I don't. It's, it's, the segment's called What Did You Learn This Week? Yeah, what did you learn this week? Not what did everyone in the world learn this week? Yeah, so they're like, it, their last names. Elizabeth Windsor. Yeah. Huh. Charles Windsor. Harry Windsor. It's like, I, well, actually, no, it's Harry Markle. He's probably Markle. He's, he's a little bit of a simp. You, you, you cuck. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but Windsor. I would have gone to my deathbed not knowing that. And when I looked it up, they are called straight out of like Game of Thrones, House Windsor. House of Windsor? Yeah, it's House Windsor. I don't want to refer to like, the royalty oh, anymore yourself. as the Queen and the King. I only want to go uh, House of Windsor. This week, whenever, if anyone brings it up and like it's, I'm going to be like, I'm going to, oh, uh, Elizabeth Windsor? Is that what you're talking about, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Windsor? Mm. Wow. Yeah. I would have never. So that's what I learned this week. Okay. Mm. And, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because it was. On my sheet of something. So you kind of already delved into it a little bit, but I've been, first off, I just want to say, you know, for all the flack, whatever way that you think about Twitter, mm -hmm. when that woman died, I don't know if I've ever seen funnier content in my goddamn life. A lot of things came to light. Not even just the whole, because what I wanted to ask you on is really like, your opinion of the royalty and how they're really, you know, the, the face of England, which through colonialism has basically just terrorized the world for hundreds right, of years. Yeah. But uh, the content of the stuff on Twitter, I wish more old queens would die. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. I mean, she's probably the last one that anyone would care about. Yeah, well, I think, and she was like the longest, like running, like queen. I think I in like she was maybe like ever. Five or six, well, she was she was shit. at the throne uh, for seventy years. Meaning, yeah. it was, she was like twenty six when she was crowned. The throne and the crown, you know, business of vocabularies. That's what I was thought you were kind of like alluding to with the Twitter stuff, because that's what I, because us over here across the pond have always had that sentiment of like. We we laugh at like you know the royalty the royal family and stuff because we're just like what are you that and also I I just have never truly understood I mean if you're in England I guess I get it but like the fascination but also like there's so many people that watch so much stupid reality TV show that yeah. I'm just like oh you just love knowing about other people's like drama and right lives yeah and that's probably pretty shit. much basically it yeah right yeah. Okay, so, yeah. but I think we can be unified as uh, an American, a red-blooded American podcast. That right. Queen Elizabeth Windsor passing? Eh. Uh, th yo, throw that chick in the trash. Yeah, you she's done. I mean? mm -hmm. Yeah, you take the diamonds. Wow, Queen Elizabeth Windsor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, what are these people's last names? 
That's good. That was a good one. That that I I like the um the what did I learn this week's that are staring you right there in the face and you it's, don't you don't even take the time to think about it. Yeah. But when you think about it, you go just like I did. Huh. Yeah. You know. It's like you know those are good ones. Yeah. You know Trump. You know Obama. You know the last Nate. You know Noriega. You know. <laughs> Love it, that you threw Noriega. In I there. don't know where that came from, but yeah. yeah, I threw it in there. Love that. But yeah. Um. So I wanted to bring it up. We have a big show coming up next week, and uh, we so this week is uh, is and uh, as I'm sure you are preparing, this is uh, Jack White Appreciation Week. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got the big show uh, on Tuesday next week, so we will be doing a podcast uh, probably a day off, mm-hmm. uh, probably after, yeah, so we'll that do we the can recap. we can do a recap. Um, and uh, I'm just uh, wanted to get your thoughts because I know. <clears throat> you've been to plenty of his shows. This is my first Jack White show. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to talk about him and just give him his, uh, his, his, his due. His flowers. His flowers, because as we've talked about on the show, and if you listen, you know, on a weekly basis, we talk about the prehistoric bones of rock and roll mm-hmm. and how there really are not many around that are still doing it yeah and And this is one guy that is yeah he's probably the pinnacle um this is the best version you will see of jack really yeah he you will you know everyone knows he shreds and you know you've been to have you been you've been to rock and tour show no oh okay are you okay wow Damn, you're gonna get your fucking whole, whole your whole like shit blown off, dude. Yeah, your that's dick's what I'm hoping. Fall for. off. I want to be dickless when I leave. He um he he's gonna shred. He before the before the tour even started, I think I mentioned this on the podcast when it started. Him and his band, which his band is airtight. He's got the best drummer in the world uh, as his drummer, uh, Daru Jones. He's the best drummer in the world. Uh, okay. And you'll see. And and I'm not even gonna say it, but you'll see. How he plays drums, and when I say what I'm saying now, when we're at the concert, you're gonna when they go out there, you're gonna turn to me and you're gonna go, "Oh, I see what you meant," because the guy plays the drums. In I, in, I don't want to give it up, but the way he plays the drums, no one does. No okay. one has I'm excited his for style that. of playing drums, which is interesting too, because if you think about it, you're like, "Yo, everyone's." If you're not really thinking about it, shall I say? Everyone's got the same thing in front of them, and it's and they all kind of do guy. it the same. And I don't. And I think the more you get into music, you'll realize that just like any instrument, you know, guitar is the same, but how you play it, how you tune it, how you how it choose looks, to present how it, you hold it. Everyone well, yeah. does it differently. Um, and also too, the only other thing too, I I will prep you for is, and this is the one thing that I'm really excited to see, mm-hmm. and that I've been reading about with this tour is he has this life size statue of a whatever person caricature thing, and the statue is uh has he's got his what would you call he's got his hand up to his ear like he's, he's listening cusping, he's like cusping. as if somebody's whispering a secret into their ear yes so he's got his hand up you know cupping yes and Jack has it on stage for a couple times and he uses it and he goes up to it. And in this this statue's ear is a microphone, and and the belly of the statue is this apparently very cool sounding speaker voice modulator 
type of thing and he goes up to it in certain songs and he and he's and, okay. he, and, he, and he sings and it looks like he's whispering into somebody's you know you see what you see what i'm doing with the visuals yes. here and then like it comes out of the belly and it's cool it's voice modulated it's gonna be something very those are the things that set jack white apart you know what you couldn't have said it any better jack white if you've never seen or heard him has done a very good job of separating himself Art from he's the just rest. artistic you yeah, know, it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's the artistic part of him, but he's he goes further than just, hey, I'm going to get out front and play you some music. Right. I'm thinking about the concept of how you, as the fan, will be standing there watching me play, which not every person does. And apparently what I've been reading, too, is like, because it's this, like, the statue apparently like, looks weird and it's on stage, and apparently, like, the whole time you're there, just like, what is like, what is that? What's going? On? And then he like, you know, later in the show is when he does it, and it's yeah, it's like a it. it's like a comment piece to start, and yeah. then you'll see. So that's super cool. I'm very and much it, looking he forward like he's like plays and like you know sings into it, but I think the modular like the voice modulation makes it sound like he's like whispering, but because like I, it's it's I was it's cool. So yeah, we're gonna look for that too. Okay. I'm very, very excited. Hopefully, we can provide you guys with a little bit of content as yeah. well, since we'll be together. Um, Dref, be ready for that. Mm -hmm. Very much looking forward to this. Um, like I said, I don't want to say it's last of a dying breed, but um, I would definitely say a very much endangered species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a treat. This is going to be a total now, treat. Just one other thing. I'm very interested in um, you saying that you think that this is going to be the best version of Jack. Well, I've because seen you've Jack. You've seen him throughout his years. I've seen Jack solo. I've seen Jack with the stripes twice. Obviously, with the raconteurs, like a shit ton of times. But, and I, but I've seen him solo for the Blunderbuss tour um, up in Jack's at the uh, Florida Theater, actually. Mm. And solo and yeah that that's the best version yeah it's him this is gonna be the best version. yeah yeah he destroyed because it's just it's him it's the jack show he every song is just solo after solo and he's they learned a 200 uh catalog of songs before they went on this tour like that seems a lot daru jones like you know when they were rehearsing for the tour he Send a picture of the fucking binder, and it was just literally like, you know, three inches thick. And it's like Jack's making us learn two hundred songs, like covers. Yeah, like all of his, obviously all of his. Do shit. you think they'll play covers? Oh yeah, Jack's yeah. a big cover guy. Really? Yeah, that's why if you ever if you've ever noticed on all, every single one of the Rack and Tours albums, they always have one cover song. There's always one cover song okay. that they always do very well. And Jack, even with the White Stripes too, and, and some of his solo stuff, but like on, on, on every single White Stripes album, he covers a song. Okay. You just don't know. You think it's his song. Yeah. Okay. So that'll be very interesting then. Cause I'll be interested to kind of get your take as, as the music's going on and just, it, it will also be a treat knowing, you know, the family history and, and, you know, both of our affinities for Jack what you're seeing and how you want, how you're experiencing it through your prism specifically, because not any other fans really out there have, you know, kind of the background that you do about just knowing yeah. what, what's going on, you know, and so much about him and just his intricacies and stuff like that. 
Yeah, yeah, I've been kicked out of his shows. Yep. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've been kicked out of one show and one tour bus. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> so very much looking forward to that. If you guys don't know um enough or any about Jack White. I would um, thoroughly recommend that that goes right to the top of your list. Well, you know, self-plug here as I'm munching on ice, which is probably great for the audio listener. Uh, yours truly has made an extensive uh, work because, you know, I have that uh, Spotify playlist series that I've made the yep. world of. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I've done, you know, the world of Danger Mouse. Go, go ahead and plug that, King. Yeah, I've done like the world of Danger Mouse. You got the world of Pharrell. The world of Pharrell. Then the world of Jay Dilla, mm -hmm. world of Mark Ronson. Ronson and but yep. I also have the world of Jack White. And I started those when I had my ACL surgery. So I was laid up in bed. And when I had, for people who don't know, when I got my ACL surgery, it was right when the Pandy Wandy hit. Actually, it was comically slightly before. <laughs> I had so my you longest. Were, you were laid up for the Pandy. A couple actually, months like before. Like two to three months before <laughs> it ever started. So you were already like, totally quarantined you might have been like the healthiest male out there well i remember too when it was like all right you can now take like the shit off and go to like physical therapy because i had like a really bad knee injury and like like the week other like all right you can now like go out with crutches because i wasn't like i had such a bad knee injury i wasn't allowed to leave the bed yeah and it was like that week was like nope everything shuts down yeah yeah but i made so I, I did this world and so I did in the Pandy Wendy and I'm and I take every single thing that Jack White has ever touched. Like it's not yeah. just his white stripes, like all the stuff he's produced for other bands, like features. Like this isn't like, oh, I I plucked like the cool songs that I liked. Like it, I I took this like he has a couple songs with insane insane clown posse that like they're in there really so anything that like Jack White is like produced touched anything in his world is uh it's on it's on Spotify it's called the world of Jack White and that's at uh the well fed boy yeah but if you Spotify. go yeah but if yeah if you go on Spotify and just look up the world of Jack White uh it's a place and it's yeah it's on there so there you go once again um we've worked diligently just to make sure yeah everything's out there on a silver platter for you guys yeah we do the homework for you man that's it um so i have uh just i have devastating terrible like you know news things that we have to get into here um so and this happened today. This is like breaking news. I was about to say, you're, you you put this on the, the whiteboard that we have here. You wouldn't, uh, in classic, you know, shut the funk up podcast fashion, have not told me anything about it. And you kind of were a little bit ominous about it. So I'm a little concerned. As you should be. So um, who's our who's our favorite rapper? Uh, I, I wouldn't even always... Also, just say just our favorite rapper. I would also say a rapper yeah. who galvanized our friendship originally. And that's the notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls. Okay. A.K.A. Frank White. So, I think he might have started on a farce. It's, it's pretty bad. I, there is a rapper that came out 
with a song identical to his a year before his debut album. And also, this rapper's name is the Notorious B1. And B1 stands for Big One. So just hit like take that in. And now I will play you the song that came out a year before this his hit uh, B.I.G.'s original song came out. I don't like this. And that's all. That's all the snippet I will play. Mm. I will show you what he looks like. Okay, I'm looking at it now, and he kind of looks like a big, notorious Big. Yes. So we need to discuss what is happening here. And he he uh, the, the notorious big one. He's from Mississippi. He, his came out in '93, as you and I both know. Ready to Die came out in '94. Mm-hmm. Um, he shopped it. He 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 sent that demo, that song out. No, yep. He didn't send it to him. Send it. Sent he sent it. it to Puffy. Sent it out, and no one came back with nothing. And then a year later, not only do you have the same exact, the beat is the exact same. Yes, very, very, very similar. The lyrics, you know, the flow isn't like you know he didn't like the, you know bite like no. Big didn't bite the lyrics, but. The beat's the exact same. The issue, I think, especially for me, is the name. <sighs> Notorious B1, and then you come out, and, and B1 stands for a big one, and then you come out as the Notorious B.I.G. Um, I'm having trouble, and I'm not blaming. This is me just you know, being a, an absolute biggie apologist. I'm blaming Diddy right now, I think. I 100% agree. Um, this is a political disaster, and I think we know who the Patsy is. Yes, this is this is um, shattering. Because remember how my like because remember how like I don't know if people a lot, a lot of people know, but you will understand what I'm, what I'm going to say. In the beginning, like like early on, and like when people called him Biggie, like when you would look up things on Napster. You would look up Biggie Smalls, or you would look up Notorious B.I.G. Like yeah. there was like kind yep. of like both were his names. Yeah, especially when you were on like Napster and on like Kazaa and stuff like that. Yeah, like it was basically whatever that person that uploaded it chose to call him, and and that is like how you had to find it. And you remember those early YouTube videos that are still up there of him rapping on like, you know, the side doing the freestyles. Yeah, yeah. And whenever in his early raps, he always would refer to himself as Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. So now like my head, my my thing's churning now. And I'm like, did Biggie call he was Biggie Smalls. He called himself Biggie Smalls and then did this get laid in the lap? of puff daddy and then puff did a thing not only said change the name but also we're gonna straight jack that beat i would probably have to say that's that's how it, i i don't think knowing biggie the way that you and i do that that's something that i think he would consciously do 
on his own. Yes. I think he had help. I think there was a second gunman on the grassy knoll, and that second gunman's name was Puff Daddy. And apparently, from what I was reading to this uh, Notorious B1 was advocating like when like you know juicy fruit came out or juicy when juicy came out and it was huge he was like yo 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 like i fucking set this out like this is my beat like because apparently all of his friends and family were like yo i just saw your video and they because they thought it was in because it looks like him too they, they're both like you know fat black rappers yeah and like he was like advocating like trying to like sue and get like you know change or taking or get some type of recognition but then when biggie died in 97 he like kind of like had uh what's it called like you know respect and reverence for the family and then he stopped it says he went from biggie smalls to big letter e smalls due to the lawsuit by calvin lockhart in 1992 that became then became the notorious big in 1993 the the year notorious b1 from mississippi dropped his first and last single um and Biggie says, from the Mississippi down to, to the, the East Coast. Coast. Holy shit. This is some Illuminati conspiracy shit. Yeah. Right? Um, from the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Whoa. I that's him nodding, right? Hey, that's a nod. Is yeah. that not a, is that, that's, a, that's that like, you know, rapper hip hop nod. Hey, I took your shit, but I'm giving you the nod and it's okay. That's what they do in rap. Yes, I don't know Whoa. what to do here, and I'm isn't it? It's it's fu it's it's totally fucked, right? Absolutely. the The rap game is a cold is a cold cold mistress. Um, I believe that Biggie Smalls would have still been just as big as he is, and I think that you know Big or, or Puffy, excuse excuse me, probably caught wind of it, you know got the idea, made the beat himself based on that beat and said, you know, Biggie, I got a hot one for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe even before he actually knew that he was biting because something. But at some point, the information came in there because from Mississippi down to the East Coast, you wouldn't have really thrown that in there, I think, unless you knew. Puff Pie told him, hey, yo. Yeah. I kind of... I kind of stole all of this. You know, the guy kind of looks at you like it's okay to steal the beat, but we should probably. You know, and I'm surprised maybe there was, and 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 clearly we're going to have to do some digging on this and clean this up uh, next week in the janitor's closet. But the way the world works now, had this happened now, we would have known about the lawsuit like right away. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little... I, I don't want to say 100%. I believe that it's exactly how we have laid this out to the court. As do I. But I'm a, I'd am like to do a little bit more digging to see how much Biggie knew and when Biggie knew. I don't think you'll be able to find that. But just for me personally, it was a blow today mm, yeah. because Juicy is the song that was played at his funeral when he, they were driving through Bed-Stuy in Brooklyn and everyone was going nuts. It's like his pinnacle song. It's the song that comes on the club and everyone waves their hands. And now that I, and you know me. I'm, this I'm, has ruined it for you. It's 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 going to be one of those things. Now, now every time I hear that song, what's Alex going to do? 
you're gonna give kind of a like a, a who farted kind of like upside down uh, like frown kind of face and it's gonna go through your head and I'm gonna be looking at you you're not gonna be maintaining eye contact we're both gonna know what's going on there and it's gonna hurt a little bit so um as you know I have the residency now at laser wolf yes uh every month the last Saturday of every month yep I will be playing that song you will the will original be, the original to okay. fuck everybody up Mm, I think maybe even at that point, you know, maybe you grab the mic. Maybe you give big one. Super Nintendo. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking maybe right before, you know, when you're kind of mixing in that song and it's about to go down. Maybe you maybe you just hit the pause button and maybe you just give like a 30 second rant and just really (laughs) and really let the people know and educate them. And then you drop it. Yeah. But yeah, it's a little bit of a mindfuck. I'm still going through it, as you can see. You're processing. You're pro- we're both gonna have to process this for a while because you know you think your idols are your idols, and then things like this gets get get, get put in your, your lap. Idols. Don't meet them. And um, it's a little jarring. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. That fucked me up when you said that. That's really that really hammered it. I got the article right that, here. That really ready to Jesus go. on the cross hammered it home. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. Now, I'm almost doing the thing now where I'm saying we're going to do the janitor's closet and clean it up next week. But now I don't know if I want to. I'm not Because what if, what if, what if we start finding more skeletons in that closet? I, I mean, that, I that would, that would tear down a, a statue of a man cusping his ear that we both have been playing into for a very long time. I will not be looking anything up. I I, I can't tell you what to do, mm. but I will not be. Okay. It's going to be well, ignorance is bliss. Very disturbing. Very disturbing. Yes. And if anyone out there is, is, is inquire there, they're wondering, look it up, go to, go to YouTube. I found it in five seconds and you just look it up and you, and you listen to the song for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, uh, are you ready to, you ready to get into this? I need to, we got to turn a corner. I got to pivot away from this. Yeah. I can't think about depressing. this any bit longer. Let's, let's, I get know in the, the queen's death was a little bit of a downer, but this one's worse. Actually, oh, dude, that shit was so funny. Get on, <laughs> get on Twitter. All right. Uh, let's get into the peacock. Peacock in music is one of those that um, I love to do because a I think it will put you on someone that you obviously don't know mm-hmm. in a genre that you don't always go to first, but after okay. this, you will go... Am I am I well acquainted with the genre? Um, that means maybe. I'm. It's coming more out of left field. That's yes. a, your maybe is yeah. a no. No, yes. 
No, yes. Okay. So, as always, as we say, stated in the beginning of the podcast, if uh, you guys like any of the Peacocks, if you're intrigued by anything that you're hearing and you want to hear more, you can go to Spotify Music. You type in the search bar, Peacocks and Music. Yep. And um, I grab all the choice tracks for you. I, we, you know, we do all the homework for you. And you can go right there and it'll be right at the top. We put the episode uh, in the beginning if you want to just roll right into the Peacock. But uh, if you want to hear more of any Peacock, uh, past, present, or future, Peacocks and Music is the way to go. Got it. This week's Peacock in Music is Hank Williams III. Okay, I definitely know him. Yeah. Um, but yes, I would agree, not my forte genre-wise. Right. December 12th, 1979, to present, still alive. He's the third. Yep. Um, uh, I wrote these down cause, to tickle you. Okay. Uh, the genres that he is listed under. <laughs> okay. Uh, Outlaw Country. Okay. Cal Punk. Okay. And uh, Psycho Billy. Okay. Yeah. What? Well, uh, what? Well, outlaw? Uh, outlaw? Punk's the only one you really need to know. What was the first one though? Outlaw. Outlaw Country. Country. I like all three though. If I had to rank them though, yeah, I'm going. Outlaw would be three. Cal- Psycho Billy two. Cowpunk number one. Cowpunk. Just number one. Yeah. Yeah. So as many of you uh, hopefully already know. Um, uh, well, his first his name's Shelton Hank Williams. Uh, he is the grandson of the famed Hank Williams, uh, country singer and son of Hank Will- the other famed Hank Williams Jr. Mm. Uh, born in Nashville, Tennessee, started playing drums in a punk band. He was he's very into punk, very into metal, like you know, and you'll hear that in his music. But he started playing drums in a punk band uh, during the late '80s, early '90s. Um. And during that time, I couldn't. They, they, they held. They had a little. They were. They were holding a little secret on that, which is funny to me because I was trying to find out like, the exact like who who they were, the band or what. Well, he in the, the all itself, everything that I could find was in the that period, the late eighties, early nineties, which he's born nineteen seventy nine. So, so he would be young. So he'd be young, and during that period, he fathered a child that he didn't know about. Until the child was At five like years 12? old. That's what and now that's why I was like trying to hammer. I was really trying to find the age for us. Okay. But like it's I mean, not being out there, so it makes you think probably not on the good side. Probably not you know, over eighteen. Like, uh well I mean, I don't know if it's like well, no no no. To me that would be weird if he was like older and the and the woman was young. Right. If you're 12, that's still weird. Yeah. Like if you're 12, 13 and you're fi- you you think the woman was probably also the same age or around that age. Well, this is the other thing too is, you know, it says late 80s, early 90s. 1979 is when he was, you know, born, but it says late 80s, early 90s is when he found out he fathered a child and he found out that he fathered a child and the child at that point when he found out was five years old. My man's like had a kid at 10 years old. That's what it's feeling like. That's man. You're throwing a lot of shocking information on me today. Yeah. So 
uh, he finds out late 80s, early 90s that like this this woman, you know, comes forward. She's like, yo, this is your kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need money. We need child support. Mm. And so, you know, uh, Tennessee don't fuck around. And the judge was like, and he was like, just, you know, in like bands and stuff. And the judge was like, yo, you need to go find like stable employment to pay child support. Like now. Yeah, this cowpunk stuff ain't working. Right. Stop fucking, you know. Cow poking. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he does any, he does what any smart, you know, guy with a famous last name does capitalizes on, you know, his family name, the Williams. Um, and he, uh, signs with curb records and curb records, uh, just for a little tidbit for my, uh, my, my cowboys out there. Curb records is the premier, uh, country record label in Nashville. It was the early on. It's it has you can look it up. It has an absolute, and this isn't even a pun, but I'm gonna do it. A stable of just uh, why not? You know, uh, artists. Hank. You know, his dad was signed to it. So he just walked in there. And he's like, "Hey, I'm the third. Yeah, and I need a record label now. Right. Okay. So uh, they give him the you know the record deal. He uh, his first album comes out in 1999, and it has good success. Has a lot of good success. Um, so he's, Hank, tw- he's only 20 at this point. Uh, 99. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. You're seeing timelines. You're, you're watching no. timelines. Now. I'm telling you, man, these early nineties, I, we might have some more janitor's closet to clean up, uh, next week. Cause I need to know when, when, when the third was fucking it's bad. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so the, his debut album, uh, rising outlaw, was uh had a lot of criti- uh, uh, critical success. It was really good. He hated it. He hated it because um, it was super country, and he's not like a country guy. He's an outlaw. He's an outlaw country guy. He's a little bit. He's got the punk rock background. I'm looking at photos, and you're so right. He does not look like what I would no what I would think. Uh, you know, a third generation kind of country boy would right. look like at all. Not at all. He's like bike. He wears like biker shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's uh he had, he's had tons of you know he's had tons of success after like you know starting his career um his next record um uh that he came out with was the first country record ever to have the parental advisory warning uh stamped on it. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because this is back in like you know those early two uh, thousands and stuff when the CDs and Fye and Sam Goody and you know DMX was out there and you know the the moms were rushing the Supreme Court to our kids are listening to like you know terrible rap music. So he was he had the first country album to ever have a parental advisory warning, but he's had tons of success. You know nothing like chart topping because he's a little bit of a renegade. He doesn't play. Uh, uh, your your normal contemporary country music, which is why I think you will like him. Um, but yeah, he's had tons of success. He started his own record label in 2011 called Hank 3. All of his stuff comes out there on, on that now. He's huge in like the uh, you know West Virginia backcountry. Yeah, I'm picturing like his music ringing true and getting the respect at like the very small city biker bar right right yes and no so 
and and then that's you know he doesn't have any other like you know there's nothing else like else like in his biography that's like you know noteworthy he's still doing his thing um uh putting out albums like you know get signing people but when anyone ever asks me well actually no one ever asks me this but if someone were to ask me this okay the only live show that i have ever been to where i actually was scared for my life was at hank williams the third uh me and scott went and we saw him and he played at uh i forget what it was called at the time but it was called pot belly after that member of that place where in, uh, i was dj downtown jacksonville yes the place i dj where i forgot my headphones and you uh i actually i'm gonna say that i don't care what you say uh you had a uh, a lady friend with you and you came out to see me playing in pot belly and i forgot my headphones and uh she had iphone uh iphone headphones like in her purse and I, and she let me take those, and I DJed that set. Do you remember that? E- yes. You. It was. It was. It wasn't like a big thing. I remember. Like I feel like it was just only you. Pot bellies. Was it underbellies? Underbelly. Thank you. I'm underbelly. sorry. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Pot bellies is like a a, a, a bar put, yeah. in like Tallahassee or some shit. I, I think it's like a franchise or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's underbelly, but yeah. And I was DJing there one night, and I forgot my headphones. And you had uh, you were on a date there, and like I said, it was not a big show. I feel like it was you and like my brother, like you and like my brother and like Scott. Like, there was like no, you were like the the only ones there. Okay. And I remember I forgot my headphones, and I was like devastated so fucked because you know i don't choose my songs before like i do it by like hearing yeah and your your lady friend said i had she pulled out the white cord mm. and she's like i have these and i was like that'll do donkey that'll, that'll do. do not calling her a donkey no but yeah mm. did she look like a donkey yeah she looked like a donkey no. for ellie's sake she looked like a donkey total donk <laughs> but yeah uh, we, so we, me and Scott saw. So Hank. wait, yeah, yeah. Go back to the show because I, I need you to kind of set the stage and tell me what what made you feel this way. So uh, I'll paint the picture. We roll up to Underbelly, and we're looking for parking, and there's no parking because there are a hundred. I was about to motorcycles. Say yeah, <laughs> lining the streets. Of downtown Jacks, we get in there. Um, the stage they built, and you know, underbelly, they built it's like the in st- the corner. Well, yeah, but the stage they built for Hank arised, it was risen. They built like this wooden thing, it looked like even maybe like you know, his uh, people came in and built it up, and he was way higher. Okay. Than like the normal stages, because mm-hmm. you know the normal stages. Yeah, it's like two, three feet up. It was he was higher. It was something. It was a built out bracket thing, and this should have been red flag number one. And I, because I remember me and Scott were like, "What the fuck, dude? Like we come here all the time. Like, why is this stage raised?" So he comes out, and the most vicious mosh pit I've ever seen. Yeah, I can see that. He's doing his outlaw country thing. And I know you guys are thinking like, oh, country, like this is, this is cow punk. 
And I will say, knowing that this show now at the location it was in, in Jacksonville, um, you don't really want to fuck with West Jacksonville. And yes. West Jacksonville was there probably in droves. Yes. Like, as much as shit you want to talk about the city of Jacksonville and what areas are nice, you don't want to fuck with West Jacksonville at all. Yeah. Like, West... Yeah. West Jax has those red... They're those dudes. They're That's, those dudes. Those are the rednecks that... The rednecks that you know are wishing they actually were. Yeah. Yeah. So... We're watching just an absolute, the scariest mosh pit is going on the whole time. And you're not anywhere near it. No, we are in the back. Two scared white boys mm. in the back. And now we're seeing, we're understanding why the stage is risen. Because, you know, you can't be just touching Hank because these guys are crazy. Like, there's cowboy hats everywhere. It's nutso. We're scared, but we're loving Hank, right? Jordan. Jordan. I have to go pee. Jordan, Don't. I have to pee. Don't. Jordan, I have to pee. Mm. And it's all the way on the other side. It's on the opposite side of where you needed to get to. The journey to the pisser is not the scary part. I get to the entrance of the pisser, of the bathroom, the public bathroom, mm -hmm. the bathroom that I've been in many a times. Yep. There are two absolutely just six foot ten menacing white boy biker dudes just side like like it's an egyptian tomb with okay. their hands crossed i'm not even what i okay you guys are you're, you guys are trying to get a good look at the stage sure i go to walk in hands come up can't go in there Huh? What? What do you, they go? You you can't. You, you want to go to the bathroom? Yeah, I'm trying to. You no. You want to? If you want to go in there, like you gotta like pay or something. Go through us. You gotta pay. They were like, you have to pay if you want to go take a piss or something. Like you they were doing like a mafia shakedown. It was on a you? mafia shakedown. Like this, there's business going on. I took it as there's business going on in here. There is a poker game going on in the handicap stall. So if you want to enter. Are you buying in? I'm thinking like the total opposite of that. I'm going, we all decided that we were coming to the show and this is where the meth deal is going down. Right. Like the Hells Angels are in there with, you know, uh, whatever the other biker gang would be. And they're, they're doing a deal. So the, the mongrels. So I promptly leave. I turn around. I pee my pants mm -hmm. and I turn around. Yep. Not allowed in. Nope. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on, but I know it's bad. Yeah. You did the right thing. Get back to Scotty Pooh. Mm -hmm. Scott. Couldn't take a piss, dude. What do you mean? I tell him couldn't take a piss. Scott goes, I gotta go take a piss. Same thing happens to him. And Scott. And I'm yeah. sorry, Scott, but the the say it. if anyone's gonna say it. if anyone's gonna get into that pisser between you and Scott, yeah. it's you, it's you. Scott looks, uh, and especially there, he would have looked like a freshman on their first day at Princeton, trying to enter that bathroom. Scott comes back, 
we both are on notice. Mm-hmm. Within five minutes of him coming back, a guy gets a beer bottle broken over his fucking face in the mosh pit and is being dragged out, not by security, because guess what? Security's already there. It's the bikers. Mm. Guy gets dragged out, blood on the face, dragged out. As it should be. Me and Scott look at each other and we go, do we leave now? Because we were that frightened, Jordan. Did you leave? We stayed to the end <laughs> and we moved over though. Like when like the guy got dragged out, moved over to the exit. Mm-hmm. Just for the quick getaway. For the quick getaway. Yeah. Never been so scared in my life at a live concert venue than I was at Hank. He stopped when the guy got the beer bashed over. Hank stopped, stopped and did like, hey, let's calm down. Oh, he did? He's like, let's, but it wasn't like, he wasn't like, stop. But, you know, maybe there's insurance stuff here. So I'm going to stop here. Yeah. Kind of cover my ass and let's get back to the show. Yeah. And uh, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Okay. Hank, Hank, the three, he's that dude. If he frightened you, um, I'm now more excited. Couldn't take a piss. Could, no. So I'm picturing. The show's over, and you guys find the f- closest, darkest alley and just write your names on the wall. I had already peed myself. Yeah, so nothing left. Yeah. Okay. Imagine going to the bathroom and two dudes in just leather vests put their hands up. I don't know if you remember this. It was one of my first... I might have just been down here like a month, and we were at... we were We were... Getting a couple adult sodas. We were in downtown Fort Lauderdale off Hermershey, and we were at Fat Cats. Okay. And I was trying to go, and you know the layout of the bar, and there's the bar is 95% of it is inside. Mm-hmm. But there's one little area where you can, from the outside, get, get a beer. Yes. Right? Yeah. Back then, not anymore. What do you mean? That back bar? No, 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 no. Right oh, the front, right sorry. The, the cubby, the little cubby. The little hole. cubby right at the front. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there was some biker dudes there. I remember this. And I was like trying to like get in between them. And they were clearly giving me like the, you can't come here to mm-hmm. buy a beer. Mm-hmm. You have to go inside and go around. Yes. But I was maybe had a couple too many sodas and didn't realize right away that that was what they were establishing establishing to me until I tried to nudge past one of them. And then he, I mean, this guy was monstrous. He was probably bigger than you. And he got up in my grill and was like, you're fucking going around. And I said, this is not the time to stand up for myself. And I will go around. Welcome. 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 Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. And I remember that because it's weird because it doesn't ever happen. Never, 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 you ever caught a weird since moment. Then. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I was like, what's going on down here? Is yeah. this what I can expect? Yeah. Well, and then, you know, lo and behold, what you actually could expect was getting ran over by a car right, mm. up, right down there. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's your Peacock. Wow. Uh, Peacock, go check out Hank Williams the third. It's, I have. I'm I'm already putting together the playlist for you, and I'm just I can't fucking wait for you to go, dude. Okay, 
Yeah. I'm excited for this. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, now, before we uh, head out here, we have uh, breaking developments. And I, you know, as always, we, we send John, off your John Rockers in together. We yes. vote. Yeah, we can't not want, neither one of us can put someone in uh, the category of off their John Rocker without the other accepting that. We are a Hall of Fame of two. Um, we, I have a nominee and I would like to vote on it in this episode. Right now. Yes. So you're bringing something to the Senate floor. And you're going to see if the House and Senate pass this. Yes. All right. What do you got? Chris Jenner. Okay. I, I, the, I, I, I the, need the yeah. sex tape business that is, I've said that has come out. Now you are alluding to the fact that Ray J has made claims that the sex tape was not only um, made but but released with her blessing on purpose. Is that correct? Yes. The story is they made the first sex tape, mm -hmm. and Mama Chris found out about it and she was like i'm trying to get my daughter to get put on yep and make her famous and she was like let's release this thing but then she said wait let's make sure the production value on this is really good and she uh set up with ray j and kim to do another one so she could splice together the best you know, the Quality. the greatest hits, if you will. Okay. And Ray J has come out now. He's got, it looks like he has receipts. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, now claiming, and which I am uh, believing him that the whole Kim thing was, you know, stage was Chris Jenner was, she's a pimp. Yes. And she was behind the whole thing and she wanted to, uh, she wanted to record a new one and like splice together like the greatest hits and like really get the best bang for the buck. Literally. I with that evidence on the floor, I would like to move to motion towards uh Chris Jenner being off her John Rocker because she is uh pimping out her daughter. I don't know um I don't know if I can agree on this one. I think I get where you're coming from. It's uh, very fucked up and also very weird that that is the route that you would go to try to become famous. Well, you're not. I, don't, I, I think you're forgetting at that point in time, Pam and Tommy. Yeah. No, I get, I get all that. Um, I don't know if... Now, and this is a good question for the, the audience out there, 305-741-3671, is a standalone act, something like this, enough to elicit an immediate uh, entry into the, the illustrious group of Off Your John Rocker? Because I don't know if I would say... Now, I will fully admit, she's probably batshit crazy. But I don't know if um I don't know if if are if, you not believing? No, I totally believe it. Okay, I not only believe it, I probably can say 
without any, you know, qualifiers of allegedly or maybe that this definitely went down exactly how it went down. Yes. Um, but I don't know if there's enough body of work beyond this. You know, this is to me like someone came in the league, had a really good year, and then kind of fizzled out. Okay. I don't know if she's been in the league long enough with other acts of of you know of of equal or or greater quality that that would lead me to believe that 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 she should be in. So I and I want and this is on the Senate floor. Yes. I want to make sure that you're going on record being okay with mothers whoring out their daughters. Is that I want to get it I want to get on record. You are okay with cuz you said that you agree with what, 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 how it played out. I don't. Yes, I, I agree with what you're, you're saying. You're okay with mothers whoring out. I, I, what I'm saying is, I don't know, and this is how I'm gonna, this is how I'm gonna get around answering your question mm-hmm. because I am a politician. Is I, I don't know if the body of work is there. Beyond the original, you keep saying body of work, and then I'm just thinking of Kim Kardashian body yeah. of work. Because you saw the video, right? I, 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 I have to say that I've seen it. Did Paris Hilton also do a video? This is right around the same time. One night in Paris. <laughs> Cat eyes. Okay. Was uh, that one was like the night vision one? Cat eyes. That was okay. the uh, that was the um, the deer camera. Oh, okay. She, yeah, she had the salt lick in the background, right? Yeah, her uh, "One Night in Paris" was um, was produced and recorded by taking a uh, tree, mm-hmm. a woodlands camera, and strapping it to a tree and, and seeing they, what critters come around. And they put a salt lick out there to get them to come by. Yeah. Now I don't know. Um, I don't. So I, I I have to have seen it. I can't say I can't I can't remember it though. So I'm gonna do some homework this week. <laughs> I'm gonna clean this up next week okay. in the janitor's closet. That's only right. I'm gonna I, look. I'm gonna do right by this podcast, and I'm gonna do the hard hitting journalism required. Make sure. Can I watch the Can I watch the video first before I before I agree to this? I would like you to watch Paris's video first, mm. just so you can remember the cougar eyes. Okay. The big cat eyes. Yeah. The bear eyes. The, the, the deer the eyes. The deer eyes. Yeah. The I critter like, eyes. I like deer eyes the most. That's the name of our new band. Deer eyes. The one night in Paris is hilarious because it's literally a night vision. Okay. Imagine watch. Imagine jacking off to a celebrity's sex tape, and the celebrity's sex tape is in you're in you're in Iraq, and you're <laughs> <laughs> and you're on the night and you're on the watch. Now we can I can I can safely go on record here on the Senate floor and say that you would probably agree with me um that although both of those are good that I believe isn't Pam and Tommy's aren't they not on a boat or a yacht of some type a boat right mm-hmm. and we can both agree that that is the that's the number that's the best. one that's the best right that's the best okay yeah um so I, I, I'm just, I'm do your research. I, I I implore you to do extensive, extensive, like, like dot all the I, like, you know, and, 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 you know, cross all the T's. Okay. Okay. Yep. 
and and then get back to me. Okay, I am writing this write down. Write it down. I'm writing this down right now. Yeah. Um one night in Paris. One night in Paris. Deer eyes. Yacht Deer Eyes. Yacht Sex. Yacht and, Rock. And the, Yacht Rock. The, the, the Pam, what was the, it called? The Pam and Tommy video should have been called Rock, Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock Hard. <laughs> That's it. Right? <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna do my homework and we're gonna clean this up next week. Okay. I need to see I need to see what this video looked like. Yeah. And then we'll make the determination. But I have no doubt that um even past this point, you couldn't be on the show that she's on with all of your family and not be batshit crazy. I just don't know if she's off her John Rocker. You don't think whoring out your daughter is off your John Rocker. I want to get that on the Senate floor. I don't think you she has the body of work to necessarily get in. We'll see you next week. See ya.